Hey, Rifters, welcome to the show. Keith Reza, along with my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing the Zoom right now, and we're we're rocking and rolling. This is a late night interview. Brings back the days of the late night that we did. Do you remember? No, at LA Radio, uh, you know, was I, those were fun times. So yeah, nine o'clock, eight thirty, and um, in the. Valley. I think this is the latest we've ever done, but we used to do like eight o'clocks. This is late. This is yeah. this is a this is our record. And this uh, is our record. And uh, I got work very early in the morning. You got work very early in the morning. I'm doing some sit-ups. Dude, I've gained so much weight within the past four oh, weeks. I, 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 look like, uh, I look like Joey Diaz. Well, you you know, it's, you got to look like somebody. Uh, mm. uh, in comedy, they, that's how they, you know, they, they categorize people. You know, they say, well... Reminds me of, uh, of uh, Joey Diaz. He reminds me of uh, uh, Brody Stevens. No, nobody can be Brody Stevens. And uh, I did. one eight until I die. Yeah. Um, for the folks at home, they should subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcast. Right? You were telling me you found the show on Apple Podcast. Right? Mm -hmm. I did. And uh, did you read some of the reviews? Uh, you know what? I had a little problem with uh, finding that. You want me to read you a couple reviews? Please. Okay. Here's some reviews for Razor Riffs on Apple Podcast, which we need more reviews. Uh, we have 96 reviews. We're trying to get to 100. Was that a review? We need more reviews? Is yeah. 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 The okay. reviews said we need more reviews? Yeah. Now, oh, fuck that review. Yeah, yeah. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this podcast, and I'm not easy to please. Really unexpectedly funny. Take a good moment to listen. Good stuff. That was a review. Was that, uh, that wasn't one of your family members or something? Yeah. No. <laughs> Keith is a great host. Keith is funny and has a great soothing voice. Mm. Yeah. That's why I like that. Razor Riffs, brilliant. Keith Razor and Alan Lee's chemistry is undeniable. It's fun. Subscribe. I've read that one. Yeah. I have read that one. All right. Excellent. And then the last one, great guest. Keith and... Alan gets some great guests on Razor Wrist. If you're a fan of comedy, you'll love listening to these interviews. So, that's why we think you should subscribe right now, rate and review, right? I, will. And, uh, well, I hope those people did. Yeah. So, we have a great show today. We have Darren Carter, the party starter. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central, Comics Unleashed. Uh, the movie Be Cool with John Travolta, your favorite actor. Yeah, I like John a lot. In fact, I had an acting class, uh, not with John, but with his wife, uh, Kelly Preston. Oh, before she died, right? Well, I should hope so. And so she, uh, who else was in there? Patrick this Clayton. could be a good story to share with Darren, so don't sell it now. I'm oh, just saying, he is in Be Cool. 
And we're about to get this party started with Darren Carter, the party starter. Are you ready, Alan Lee? Ready as you are. All right. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi, can you see me? Can you hear me? Oh, oh here we go. Hold on. Start video. We can hear you. Oh, we can see you. Hey, Darren. Right. How are you? Do that. Hi, Darren. Hi. Are we recording now or not yet? Yeah, we're recording, man. How are you, man? We're on. Good. I'm good. Here, let me let me change the view so I can see you better. Oh, good. There we go. All right. I thought we were just going to get a headshot. Someone did that. It was weird. Yeah. Nice. Everything is good. You can see me. You can hear me okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like okay. I like your your earplugs, man. The the wireless ones. Yeah, I got the AirPods. Yep, yep. But I yeah. figure if I'm like this, probably the light is right there. So I think I'll be better in the light right here. Yeah. Oh, awesome. good. We were just talking about the light. Yeah. Hey, so this is cool, man. It took us four years to finally do this, and and we only got it with with uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I think this is like, first of all, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much for checking in with me and to and even invite me on the show. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. And this is um, by far the, the um, you know, it's, it's, it's the easiest way to do a podcast now, right? Like just, oh, yeah, the internet like this. It's great. Great. Are you, are you a little scared that when things get back to normal, like, uh, because I know you also have a podcast. Are you scared like guests are just going to want to keep doing Zoom and not go to a studio or whatever? Like, I, I think, yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder, and I wonder, and I'm going to also have to learn, you know, how am I going to do it? Because this is like so easy with, I mean, I guess I could do it with, you know, I mean, literally, literally I could be like what you just said, like, okay, you want to be on my podcast? Pocket party podcast. <laughs> and it's great. Now you just you set the time, boom, they come in, you know, you hit record, it's easy. If it's live, if I'm in the room with them, I'm gonna I don't know, I might have to have two cameras and then mm-hmm. then later on I gotta like edit, splice and sync the sound. And I don't know, it might be harder, right? If you're yeah. a one man band. I mean yeah. if you have a production studio then it's different, but the the best thing about a production studio is uh you can't use the whole we lost internet excuse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like, <laughs> like you could be on a roll and then like lose internet. And you're like, ah, fuck. Especially if it's someone you, you've never even talked to before. You know, like you and me, we know each other from stand up. But like if this is our first time meeting and the internet went out, I'd be like, oh, Darren Carter, the party starter hates me. <laughs> he's like i'm out of here sorry buddy <laughs> how many episodes have you done uh we're at god alan how many are we at we're at like we're over, i know that we're over a hundred we're over a hundred hey, we are over a hundred that's cool yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm at um i think i'm at 163 163 wow. well at what point do you uh lose cal um <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, well, I know for a fact because I just uploaded one today. And so I know that it was episode 163. Uh-huh. But I have lost count a little bit as far. So it's 163 as far as like iTunes, Spotify, the audio. 
because then during this COVID, I started putting stuff on YouTube. So I have I have certain episodes that are on YouTube that I, I don't have the audio version that I didn't even, you know what I mean? And yeah, vice versa. Yeah. I've done a few audio like over the phone that I haven't bothered to make YouTube videos yet. So, but yeah. I just, I know for a fact on iTunes it's 163, even though there's a little bit more, but you know. Uh, I don't know how many like exactly, but I, I know everyone who I've interviewed, you know what I mean? Like I, I, mm -hmm. like, I could name everyone I interviewed. I just don't know how many numbers I did. You but, know what? I'll tell you, like, like um, when it comes to podcasting, uh, you, you, you learn, right? You learn little things about how to make it better and better. And um, you, you get out of your comfort zone. Like, I'll tell you about me. Like, like so when I first started with podcasting, with my own podcast, I was, I was a little nervous because I used to do another podcast back in like 2011, 2012, 2013, I think, that time period. But I had a partner. So it was like the two of us. And then, and then he, you know, he, I, I don't know if he, he, if he got a job or, or he wanted, you know, like, because he used to be a radio guy. So he was like, he didn't really like podcasting. He's like, I don't want to do that. I want to do radio. And, and again, and he thought it was a step down. I thought podcasting was a step up. I'm like, this is great. Like, I, I remember going on the road and like, there'd be like extra people in the audience that had heard the podcast. It was great, you know? Yeah. So, so, but he was a great, great partner. You know, it was like, especially because if you have a partner, then they may know stuff that you don't know. Like if somebody starts talking about a movie or certain mm -hmm. references that I'm clueless on, but then the partner can pick it up and be like, oh yeah, you know, Cobra Kai and just, you know, whatever. <laughs> they make. <you> know. <laughs> I only mentioned that because I just watched Karate Kid Cobra Kai series, so I can at least talk about that a little bit. But yeah. um, <laughs> you know, like when it, so many things that just they go over my head. I'm like, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not like a Dodgers, you know. I don't really know, you know, like, you know what I'm saying. So, so I was a little bit nervous to do my own podcast. I was like, wow. So I started out with like people that I already knew, and then I, I remember, and then it was then it expanded from comedians to there was. Um, there was a, a, a world world class boxer that I know. He's a trainer. He's a trainer now, but he want, he's a two time world champion. His name is Buddy McGirt. But I would know him from the boxing gym. But I never sat down and talked to him for an hour, so I was yeah. a little nervous. But at the same time, it was still kind of a comfort zone because I do know him. But I tell you, my very first guest that I never that I didn't even know, I never met. I mean, I didn't know anything about him. Um, I was on stage. And at, at, the, at the end of my set, I plug the podcast. I go, it's very, uh, you know, I go, check out the Pocket Party podcast. It's very upbeat, very positive. We like to show encouragement, you know, nothing too dirty. It's family friendly for the most part. And uh, very positive, whatever I said, something like that. And, um, and then he came up to me and he said, uh, hi, my name is, you know, I think his name is Paul Lilly. And he said, I was in the U.S. Army and I'm doing... Um, some stuff for suicide prevention and doing any, and he had just got done doing like um, some commercials for that. Yeah. Uh, no, what, what are they called? Not commercials, but when you do it, the commercials that don't pay public service announcements. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, commercials don't pay right now. Anyway, no one's doing commercials. <laughs> yeah. So I, dude, I got to tell you, I was a little nervous. I was like, cause I, but I said, yes, I said, let's do it. You know, I said, you know, Meet me at Flappers. It was at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. I said, meet me at Flappers. You know, we'll do it late night. And, uh, you know, usually I'll find a green room or a little place to record. And and I was a little nervous. I was thinking, man, I don't know. What, what am I going to talk about? Like, 
you know, I also told him and he agreed because we don't want to make it all about suicide prevention. That could be a little dark. I said, but let's just, you know, and, and I'm telling you, it, it ended up being a two part podcast. Oh, it was, that's awesome. it was great. I, I, I talked about how from day one, how he was in high school, then he, he joined ROTC and how he got into the army and then what it was like going to Afghanistan, his first tour, like Afghanistan, like getting on, you know, like from, wherever it was like you know baton rouge to paris and then from paris to germany and then germany to or whatever the trip was and he talks about what it was like the day that it, the the plane landed and the thing opened up and you're like holy cow we are here and how like it just smelled different it looked different and just you know then he talked about going to iraq and 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 for what was hilarious is my buddy fraser smith you know as you know fraser we love smith, fraser come on, oh yeah come on guys <laughs> so i i i, I he, Frazier was my safety net. I said, Frazier, I, I'm going to interview this guy. He was in the army. We're going to talk about, I said, but I, I'm kind of nervous. He goes, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And he goes, I'm going to do a set at the ice house on my way back. I'll come by. So I'd already been interviewing and talking with Paul for a good hour. And then we get a knock on the door and they're like, yeah, your guest is here. I'm like, oh man. I go, I, I go Frazier, come on. I forgot that you were coming. So we made it a part two and oh. Frazier's funny. He's like, He's like, yeah, you know you're good on the lineup when people forget that you're going to be on the show. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. You know what's cool about Fraser is because I've worked with him a lot. Uh, when uh, when I was in the crew with Jeremy Hotz, Fraser was the MC. I was the feature. And uh, the thing is, I didn't realize how big he actually was. Like, Fraser Smith used to be Howard Stern before Howard Stern. Yeah. You know? It's wild, right? Like my, I have an, I have a cousin. Um, so I grew up in California. I grew up in Fresno, and I have a cousin that um, is from Norwalk, California. So he's he and so he you know grew up listening to Fraser, and he loves Fraser. Whenever I play Vegas, you know, there's been a couple times that Fraser's been on the show. Like the last time, my cousin drove all the way to Vegas and brought like eight little, you know, headshots. And had and Fraser was nice enough. He signed them and had dinner with my cousin and I. And uh, shout out to Jim. And uh, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> and my cousin was like, "Hey, Fraser Smith, too hip." Like that was his catchphrase back then, too hip. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that was uh, that was. I got out of my comfort zone interviewing somebody I just met, and and uh, it was great. You know, you learn like you said, little things. I, I interviewed. I recently had on a photographer, which you know, I was like, I don't know, what am I going to ask a photographer? But it just kind of happens and and it's actually pretty interesting when you know you, you you start talking to people if that that you know i have a couple of points of things i want to talk to them about but if, if the conversation goes somewhere i didn't expect sure. like last night my guest that um was talking about uh being a photographer he's, he's a photographer frankie leal <clears throat> he's, he's a great photographer and he said what he loves about being a photographer for, for you know because he he shoots comedians and he yeah. goes it's kind of like he goes it reminds me of like when i used to take field trips and you go places you're not supposed to be like you get to see behind the scenes he goes growing up in the valley here in the san joaquin valley he goes i remember going to like a dairy for the first time or or going he got to take a tour of a dam you know like like a water dam where you're inside and it's like cold in there and it's leaking and there's water and you're like whoa and he said the same thing with comedy like it's one thing to be in the front row at a comedy show but then but it's completely awesome to be like backstage like mingling with comedians and then also like he's the one taking their picture so he's getting to meet each comedian as they come yeah. in and you know and 
And also perseverance, because the very first comedian that he, he shot was a, a, a door, a guy that worked a door at the comedy store. Yeah. So you think about like, he was shooting a guy who was like, you know, making 25 bucks for the night or whatever. And then now he's like filming, shooting people that have been on SNL and, you know, entourage and all kinds of stuff. So it just kind of shows you like, you know, you stick with something long enough and you, you know, you're not an a-hole, you'll, you'll go far. Now, has, has this guy ever photo, uh, photoed you while you're doing stand-up or do your headshots? Because I have a question if he has. Yes, he has. And he's, he's honestly, he's, he's one of my favorite photographers. I used to see his pictures um, before I even met him. Like, I remember there was a couple of people that were like, almost like open micers. And, but then the way he would shoot and he'd have like this cool blue background. And I would be like, man, he makes these people look like superstars. Yeah. So when I met him, I was like, you, I want you to take my picture, please. Because I, you know, it was hard for me to get good headshots. Like my, my previous headshots from you know, back in the day, I didn't really, I mean, I like them, but then you, you kind of don't like them, you know? So, but yeah, he's great. What's your question? I, well, I think everyone hates their headshots, but my question is, uh, I think, uh, since I think when photos like photo you, I think they come out better if they know you and know your style and know you, because like, sometimes it's just hard to go in a studio. Okay. Accent, you know, or do, you know what I mean? They just want to, they, they photo it right at the perfect moments that was show yeah. you, you know? So that's why, like, it's cool he photoed you. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because there are people that have, I've had in the past, some of my worst photos were, like you said, when they don't know them and they're just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my very first headshot, I wish I could hold it up, but it's online somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm really Google. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I remember the guy was like, you know, it was right, right, right before I moved to L.A., because you know we were getting ready for me to move to LA, so my agent was like, "This is the this is the mid '90s. This is in San Diego." And she was like, "She's like, okay, Darren. She's like, wear something hip that the kids wear." And so I remember I wore like a like my friend gave me a vest like and no shirt underneath, and the sleeves were ripped. <laughs> and uh, I remember the photographer. He goes, "I want you to look at the camera like you're trying to seduce a woman at a nightclub, <laughs> you know." And I and I thought, well, this is LA, man. This is what you do, you know. But he goes, I'll be right back. He goes, I'll be right back. And because he was in, he was also at the same time slot filming a bunch of Boy Scouts in the next room. Yeah. So he's like, Boy Scouts, da, 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 coming back. All right, comedian, actor, guy. You seducing the woman. So I have, this, I have a shot of me where am I, I'm kind of like flexing my tricep. And I remember I'm, I'm sort of like done like this. And I'm like looking at, I'm, you know, I, I had hair back then. I'm like, I'm like looking like, oh, mm. you know. <laughs> That picture's out there somewhere. I, I, I don't know. I, I post it every now and then. But, yeah. Now, yeah, I wanted to ask you, since you, you know, you started it, um, you, you started comedy before the, the social media days where now it's like, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're funny. It's about how many followers you have, where you probably started in the time where internet wasn't around and it was about talent and word of mouth. Like, how is that? How has that transition affected you or helped you as a comic? You know, it's funny you say that because there's the, I mean, obviously the, the minus is, is what you just said. Like, you know, there might be somebody, you know, you and I have never heard of and they're like, oh yeah, they did four shows. Every show was sell, sold out. And then we added a fifth show and you're like, what? Are you kidding me? But then, and then you'll ask the wait staff or the manager, like, how were they? They were like, well, they go, every show was sold out, but 
they were That's terrible, not a good but show. Yeah. But they'll be like, but their audience loved them because their audience knows them from, you know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever. So, and I did a show, um, and I remember the manager at the, the at morning radio, their DJ guy goes, he goes, so how was he? He was talking about the celebrity. And he goes, he's terrible. He goes, but he stuck around till 3 a.m. and signed every autograph, took a photo with everyone who wanted one. He goes, and I would gladly have him back. So get it? He said, he's terrible, blah, blah, blah. But they would gladly have him back because they're selling tickets. So that's on the minus side. That's the side that it's out of our control. So, but here's the plus side. I do remember doing comedy in the 90s and just kind of like twiddling my thumbs during the day going, man, I wish there was something we could do. I, I hate that my only chance to make it is pretty much at night, like on stage, getting discovered, networking, one show leads to another. I mean, of course, you know, there was auditions during the day. So you had that kind of, you know, and then you could be writing during the day, but there wasn't like, like it is now. Now it's great, man. Like if you want, so I'm saying I've really embraced it because just like the comedians before us, like in the sixties, you know, I, I, um, I recently had on Wayne Fetterman and he has a brand new book called the history of standup from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. And he talks about how in the sixties, when comedians were making record albums, they were new comedians like Bob Newhart, you know, like guys yeah. who really hadn't done it that long, but they put a record out, boom, they get famous. And the Las Vegas comedians were like, why would I want to sell my act for a dollar 99 when I'm making 18,000 a week, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, I, I, I do like that there's, you know, like right now we're able to do this. We're able to communicate, you know, tell some stories. People might, you know, they, after, after this, they might follow both of us and be like, oh, what else does Keith do? You know, like, so there's that, you know what I mean? I, I do. Well, well, it's more about you though. This is about getting inside your head. And because the, what this podcast is about is I'm a big firm believer. Like, I think I'm a good comic. But I'm a big firm believer of you can never be the best. And the only way to be the best is to interview the best. So that's what this is about. Because I, it's like comedy school to me. It's like, okay, I can take what Darren says, use that advice to get better. Yeah. You know? And I that's think good. it goes to so I appreciate that. That's, yeah. that's what's going to help you. Because I, I remember, I do remember um, a, a few years back, my buddy and I we were talking and we were like, man, remember when we were coming up, we used to ask headliners questions. They go, now some of these guys, they don't even ask us questions. They, they, they're like buried in their phone, you know, looking at, they could care less about us. And it, and it was kind of a hard pill to swallow, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. Not, not everybody, but, but I was like, dude, I could relate to that. I remember one time I was performing in Austin, Texas. I come off stage and, and the comedian was just like, he could care less that I was, that I was just up there. Like, you know, I was, and that was kind of my own fragile eagle because I was like, man, I just made all these people laugh. And this up and coming comedian doesn't even have any questions for me or, <laughs> you know, but you still, know, I think we got to ask questions, you know? Well, yeah. And one question I had for you is because um, I've followed you a couple of times at like bar shows and stuff. And I've opened for you a couple of times at bar shows. Uh, I think like you're one of the toughest comics I've ever had to follow. And, um, you <laughs> know, you. And, hey, no, I'm being dead serious. And but I also know that it doesn't affect my talent by, you know, following or not following you. How does that? Because I would say if you asked a lot of comics, they'd say Darren Carter is very hard to follow. 
I'm laughing because um, I was going to make a joke when you said, I've, I've done bar shows with you and I followed you at bar shows. <laughs> I was like, hey, come on, what about like theaters or arenas? You know? I've, never followed, I've never followed you after theaters or venues, but like we keep, <laughs> we keep it honest. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I followed you at a stadium once. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was Madison Square Garden, you know, it was the fourth show that you sold out, Darren. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Can you please ask the question one more time about, about uh, following? Yeah. The, the the question is is a uh, I guess what made you like? How is it known to know that you're a very fearless, funny comic that comics don't want to follow you when you do a set at the improv or and you're not headlining. You're just doing like a 15 minute set. You know. <clears throat> So um, I'm still not sure what the question is about. The question is, is like you go up and you kill so, so well. Other comics, like say if it's, you know, like Darren Carter's hosting and then like you bring up Jeremy Piven or Jamie Kennedy. I guarantee yeah. you those guys don't want to go after you. They want to throw someone else. Well, you know, what's interesting is, is uh, when you're right. When I'm not, I wouldn't say those guys, but like when I'm on a regular show. Yeah. Um, only because I think my style of energy and everything, what I do, you know, at least, you know, there are people that are like, oh, I don't want to follow that. Like, not that I'm so good. It's just that maybe they're, it's not a right fit. Right. Um, but it, what's great is um, for like the Roosevelt Hotel, I, uh, I volunteer. I say, you know what? They go, do you want a regular spot or do you want to host? I said, let me host. And I like hosting there because everyone has to follow me and I, and I get to watch more all the comedians. I love watching good comedians and and also when i host i feel like i can kind of control the vibe of the show you know like um i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it positive i'm not gonna use vulgarities too much and if if a comedian crushes and kills doing that that's great because when i go up there i can bring the room back a different way talking about playing hide and seek with my son or something very wholesome and funny you know and yeah. uh so i find it challenging for myself too because i mean there's comedians that are just crushing and then it makes me have to follow them because i got to bring up the next performer you know who who's the hardest comic you've had to follow well there's different see that i think it could be the, the hardest one that i ever had to follow was um rest in peace it was mitch mulaney i don't know if your audience is familiar with mitch mulaney but he's hilarious he also played nick freno he was white mike on the wayne's brother show and Oh, you know, he, he, he was just great, man. And just look up Mitch Mullaney on YouTube. You'll see it. There's, he just has like a, there's like a killer 20 minutes. that's that's up there. It's like in part one, two, and three. And he was just great. And I think part of what it was, I like, got in my head a little bit. And also there's a, 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 um, like a bit that I used to do. I still do, but I used to really, it was one of my main bits back then where I'd be like, hi ladies, I'm Darren, but you could call me Jabron. And I would do this thing. I'd be like, Duran, love me like a leprechaun. I'm the, I'd be like, girl, I'm the one you've been looking for. I am, I is, I was, I were. I have, has, had, do, does, do, will, shall, should, would, maybe, must, can't cook, because maybe I am Duran. So <laughs> I would do that thing, right? This whole, I'm Duran, you know? But he, he, his whole act was like that, you know? Like everything that, that makes people laugh, he was just like, bam, bam. I mean, just this you know, white guy with like swagger and just could just crush. And he, 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 the, okay. The first show 
I, I featured, he headlined. And then him and his buddy, they, they had a bunch of drinks at the bar and they met these girls and they wanted to get out of there. So he goes, he didn't even ask me. He just goes, he goes, hey man, you're going to headline this one. <laughs> I go, what? He's like, yeah, we met these girls. Goes, I'm going to do, do a tight 20 and then you headline. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but he basically did the whole, whatever. He did his thing and just crushed. And yeah. so I felt like a, like a super pale comparison. I felt like I was a half-assed. It'd be like if, <laughs> if, uh, if Gallagher's smashing watermelons and then you go up like a kumquat, like bing, 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 bing. Like, 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 we just saw watermelon. What are you, you know? Come on, guys. I have to smash grapes. You know, it's like. <laughs> do, you, do you ever wonder, uh, like, uh, when Gallagher performs, are the watermelons part of his contract or do you think he has to buy his own watermelons? I would imagine that he probably has it in his writer, like, please provide. Because I know. When I was in Arizona, one of the managers was like, uh, like there's a musical comedian who would play with a keyboard and they were like, yeah, we have to, you know, he has it in his writer that we have to go rent a keyboard for the weekend. You know, so like he can just show up and it has to have 88 keys and, you know, he prefers Yamaha or whatever the specifications were. You know? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you know, if you're selling, you can do that. When you're not selling tickets, they're like, F you, you know, you just pay the extra 35 bucks and get your own <laughs> luggage and you know like you just don't want to pack your keyboard you lazy son of a you know yeah, yeah. No. by the way that's, i gotta hold that thought hold that thought i tell you real quick so i saw gallagher at a club about four years ago and the next morning i told my wife i go guess what i go i just did a show with gallagher and she didn't even ask me if he, if he was funny or how was the show or was he nice none of that the first thing she said was oh that reminds me i just bought watermelon <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, he's just him and watermelon are like that. It's like, you know, he's, he is a great comedian, by the way. I, I don't know if you ever used to watch any of his. He's more than the watermelon. He would do like these great one-liners. and Yeah, I, I actually did a guest set on one of his shows at the Laugh Factory a few years ago. And, uh, yeah, it, it was very funny. But, uh, like, I'm the type of person where, like, I would ask because I want to get more work. So I'd always ask the headliners. I'd be like, hey, did you like me or whatever? And he just said, I don't even remember you going on. So I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as a person, he might be real blunt like that. Because I think yeah. he's a little bit stern with me, too, as well. But I, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think he kind of, <clears throat> I don't know. You know what it is? I think I uh, I asked him something at the bar at the improv. And he was a little, like with me and then and then I just I kind of persevered I said okay you know I get it you know he's <laughs> has like eight vessels or whatever and like he used to sell out the fairs before anybody could do fairs he used to do all this all this stuff I mean he's done a lot and yeah. I mean he's iconic he's iconic man striped shirt watermelon the fuzzy hair it's like you know so I, I remember I asked him a couple more questions and then it was kind of nice I think he he saw that I was sort of coming at him with a, a respectful way and he told me, uh, and I'll never forget this. He said, he said, an audience is like a wagon and a rope. You have a rope and you got to kind of pull gently the, the rope, but you don't want to pull too hard because then the audience gets ahead of you. Then you got to catch up to them. You just want to kind of, I like that analogy, just kind of, you know, you, you bring the audience with you, but don't get them too like hyped up and everything. Then you're trying to, you know, yeah. put out a little catch up with them. You can also use that allergy, uh, like you say it's a dog. You're walking a dog, and you don't want oh, him yeah. to go up, right? 
and then you just in case you don't like dogs then when you see tight you know coyotes or whatever you could let them go i don't know <laughs> like, that's a tough crowd get out of here dog <laughs> uh but i i just have two more questions because i want to respect your time i know you said it's only a half hour is it okay if we go no, a little no, more we can, we can go a little longer yeah for sure i just didn't i just want to make sure that the you know that the battery doesn't die that the yeah. Wi-Fi doesn't cut out, you know, like I'm, unfortunately, I'm doing it all from my phone. Usually I have my laptop, but there's, I'm out right now. I'm, I'm staying on a farm and there's no Wi-Fi here. So it's like, you know, I'm loving it. We're, we're in the boonies. It's really, it's absolutely amazing. But and, and like, are you on vacation or like? No, we're splitting our time between LA and, and like the Fresno area. Yeah. Since things are, things are starting to open up. So we'll probably spend a little bit more. We'll probably go back home. But for now it's like, I'm, I spend a lot of time here, then I go back to LA for a little bit, and you know, I come back, and it's like, you know, well, are you in Orange County? Yeah, Orange County, and Allen's in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, imagine if you could like go stay at a cabin in Big Bear or something and be like, man, you just, you know, I love it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Uh, I did the, I did my first show in a year last week at the Ha Ha, and it was awesome, man. Like, oh, good uh, for you. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Damon Waynes was there. And, uh, you know, he's about to go up. And he's like, you're pretty funny for a white guy. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a nice reverse racism right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that's but, funny. Uh, you're one guy. Thank you. Hey, did you know there's a new comedy club across from the Haha -Ha called the Comedy Chateau? No. Yeah, look it up, Comedy Chateau. It's right across. It's basically an old French restaurant, and it's across the street and like a block away. Oh, have you done it? I haven't done it. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll just kind of maybe uh, you know wait till more comedians play before I. I don't want to be the first one to be like you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like because Jack and Terry have been very nice to me and Jack Junior. So I don't want to be like, but. Once I'm sure more comedians are playing it, and then it's like, come on, man, you know, it's just like the Comedy Store Laugh Factory improv. You get in, you get in where you fit in, you know. So yeah. that, maybe that, it'll be like a nice little, you know. That's interesting you bring that up because uh, I mean, not just Jack and uh, Terry, but I do know like clubs will, if you play one club, they'll like say you can't play the other club. How do you deal with that? Because like I, I don't personally, I just want to play everywhere and make anyone laugh. Yeah, um, I haven't, it's funny, that might just be more, I mean, I have, I've only had that said to me once, I think, really, maybe twice, yeah. but the way, one day, the way that I dealt with it is, uh, I basically had the guy give me a raise, and, you know, and so he's like, all right, so he gave me a little bit of a raise, and I told him I wouldn't play the other, the other club that was in that same town, but if they're not going to pay you more or something, then it's kind of like, then I don't know, you know? No. I mean, or do something nice to you. If they give you more spots or something, but if they're just being selfish and being like, Keith, you can't play there, you, you know, then it's like, well, you know, well, Keith's got to get better, you know. Yeah, I got to say, well, Darren Carter wants me to open for him over there. You got to give me a raise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Give me a thousand bucks. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the question I had a couple minutes ago was, um, you've released, uh, four, to my knowledge, comedy albums. And yep, what's yep. that 
like because when you were releasing them, that was when albums was a big, big deal. And now like specials are starting to come back. Is it yeah. something you want to do to do a special now to put those albums out? I don't know. It's interesting. I did it. I did do one special uh, like 10 years ago for, and they sold it to Showtime. But the, the CDs, what's great about that is like you get the royalty money off Sirius XM. So I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, you, you get like a regular check. So that's, and I didn't know about that until uh, really until Sirius XM became popular. Like, you yeah. know, so, so that's when my first album was in 2000. And then I didn't even record another one until 2010. You know, then I put out the next the next two. Um, I know it's it's we're in a weird time when it comes to that as well because you know there is Spotify and Pandora, SiriusXM, and iHeartRadio, all these places, so you can make money off royalties. But people aren't really buying albums like they used to at all. Like even at shows, they're like they're like they want to support, but they're like I don't even know what I would play it on. My car doesn't have a CD player. My laptop doesn't have it. So it's like you know. I was thinking of a good merch idea for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, little flashlights with your name. I have that. You do? Dude, thank you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, hold on. I think it's right over there. Can you hold on one second? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I have one right here. Yes, I do. <laughs> I like the way you think, Keith. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Check it out. Ready? Here we go. Whoa. <laughs> uh, now, look, here's, here's what it looks like. Uh, see, it's like metallic. And then yeah. if you look, you can see. See, look at that. There's the name right there. Where's the camera? Is that, do you see it? it says, yeah, Darren Carter. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's it, awesome. Are the words backwards or can you read no, it? No, it says Darren Carter on my end and then party starter. Yeah. Or I think it says Pocket Party Podcast. Oh, it might say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely says that. Yeah. This is cool. So now listen, I, I don't know anything about like engraving. So I uh, I learned my lesson. I probably shouldn't have done because it's harder to read, right? Metal on metal. Like, I yeah. Think supposed to color or something. But but I save these. I give these uh, to like the special fans that come to the show that, that, that like don't, you know, like they're not, you know what I mean? Like they have some, they, They've been following me for a while. I usually gift them one of these, you know. But um, but yeah, that's a great merch idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have enough people tell me that where I'm like, you know what? I probably should do it. Like I didn't listen at first. I was like, you know, I was like, ah, no, like you know. And eventually, I was like, you know what? Just do it. Yeah. Now, Alan, but before we go, you wanted to ask Darren about John Travolta. Did you want to ask him that? No, <laughs> we were talking about the movie, uh, uh, which is a crime. Be cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called Be Cool. Yeah, right? And uh, and we were a little let down by the crime film. And so mm -hmm. I just said to Keith, I said, well, the one thing is I actually had an acting class with uh, Travolta's girlfriend, Kelly Preston. And mm. so I thought that was, that was good that you worked, you know, with uh, Travolta. And, and I worked in a, in a class with his girlfriend. So how that connects up, uh, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was nice, he was great, he was professional, and yeah. and he's talk about iconic, that's, you know, John Travolta, man, that's, that's crazy. 
he's amazing. Very nice. Keith, ask me more questions. Let's do a couple more minutes. I'm cool with it. Which is <laughs> not John Travolta questions. Well, we did it. We I was saving Alan the easy one. Alan's no, like, I'm a huge John Travolta fan. I'm going to ask him John Travolta for hours, hours to, to ask uh, Darren that. And, uh, <laughs> well, he was very nice. Um, he was honestly, he showed up probably last to the set in, a, in an SUV with tinted windows. And when he got out, he, he was very nice to everybody and said their name. And, hey, how, hey, Laurie, how you doing? Hope you had a good weekend. All right, John, how you doing? How's the kids? I mean, he was just really, you know, yeah, very nice. Um, I, I remember one time I, I, like, flubbed my line because I was nervous. Honestly, I was nervous. And then he goes, that's okay. It's a little high. You know, let's give him some Gatorade. So got me- <laughs> and then we, like, and then we did the scene. It was great, man. We did the two scenes. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. thank you. You know, like. You know, I mean, I imagine doing a scene with a huge star because all I kept thinking of was like, that's the guy from Pulp Fiction and Welcome Back, Carter. And you know, you start thinking of all these movies that you (laughs) that's the best. That's okay. Let's just get him some Gatorade. I know, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna try. Uh, uh, a question that uh, strikes me is who who's the toughest person? It doesn't have to be a comedian. It could be you know a photo guy or the suicide prevention guy. Who's the toughest person you've ever had to interview? Hmm. Uh, I would say. Can, I I remember one one guest that they would just give short answers. Oh, they did like little, not like one sentence answers, and I just felt like their connection wasn't there, which is weird because we're actually friends. But it was just like, you know, I mean, I say we were friendly, like you know what I mean. We're not like, you know, he's a person that I would see like once every year or two. But mm-hmm. but I, I thought he'd be a great guest. I really did. And he was honestly, he was very boring, and he just gave one word answers, and he just was like, or like one or two sentences, and uh, yeah. So that I would say. He didn't really bring it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah. I come on, I'm drinking coffee. I'm just, you know, I don't know if this is interesting or not to people, but that's, I at least try to be my best self. Sure. Yeah. So I think you're in a nice way, you're trying to say Alan Lee was the worst guest. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I, don't think, I don't think that. In fact, <laughs> the Roosevelt, I'm going to go to the Roosevelt tonight and do a joke about uh, Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Dar- now, Darren, uh, what are what are what's your writing brain like? Because you you've always struck me as someone who writes on stage while you're in the moment. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, what I do is I put in new batteries in my flashlight, and uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> got a big show coming up, honey. No, no. I got a new I got two flashlights. <laughs> I'm bringing the beacon. No. I guess the, <laughs> or some of my something from my old notebook. I hold up a lantern. <laughs> no, you know what I do is I, I record my shows and uh, and I'm old school. I like a lot of times I'll just um, if I can't have it on camera, I'll just hit audio and I'll just put the thing on the stool and record what I'm saying. And then the next day or the day after, at some point, I, I I'll I'll be in my own audience. I'll sit down with a cup of coffee, a yellow notepad, which I have over there, and I'll just hear myself or watch myself and try to tag little jokes. For example, if um, let's say I'm doing a joke about, and I mention the word apple, 
Well, now that I've listened to it, I'm like, oh, maybe instead of saying Apple, I could say, I'll say Apple the first time, but then I'll say Fuji or I'll say Gala or I'll say Honeycrisp or, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll, I'll try to change the word up a little bit. Like, so I'm not just saying Apple seven times, you know, or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll ask my, is there like a specific word I could say, or is there like a, you know, I had a bit one time where I was talking about how it was really, you know, like, like my wife likes to keep the thermostat really, you know, really high. So it's always hot. And so I, I, I would be like, hmm, how else can I explain that? And so I just wrote down a bunch of stuff and, and, and it was fun because I didn't know how much of it was going to work and how much of it wasn't going to work. And, and, I, and so I pretend that I'm the, hot, the guy that's all hot. I'm like, come on, honey, let's lower the air. And, and I just a bunch of jokes. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm, what do I say? Like, stuff like, and I don't even, you know what I mean? It was just, I had like a bunch of examples. Like, uh, and by the way, I gave, um, or maybe I shouldn't say this. Um, screw it, I'll say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say it. All right, yeah. I, I gave, I gave Fraser a joke. And because uh, he and write a lot together. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're friends like that. We help each other. But uh, I gave him a great joke. So, oh, man, I really, I can't wait for him to get out there and say it. Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll, he'll say like, hey, Darren, I'm sweating like, you know, I'm sweating like this. I'm sweating like that. And so I gave him a good one. I'm, I'm sweating like Gavin Newsom watching Total Recall. That's good. I like that. That's good, oh, wow. right? Like, you know, hey, I'm sweating like uh, Harvey Weinstein, you know, whatever. I give him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of movies, Darren, uh, the movie theaters are opening up again. Uh, have you seen any uh, in, in the last year or what's what's up? You know what, they, what, you know what the movie, I haven't seen any new movies. Um like I said, we've been watching. Did you watch Cobra Kai at all? Did you watch that? I series? did. Yeah, I thought it was really good, man. I really enjoyed it, I, and I, I like that they weren't. On it. Yeah, you know who really impressed me about Cobra Kai was Brett. Like I didn't realize he was that good of an actor. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. He played a Daniel's uh, cousin or nephew, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He was good, right? He was good. Yeah. He didn't take you out of it. It wasn't like, ah, oh, Brett, man, you're ruining the show. It was like, no, he he, he was good. Yeah. The reason I asked that is I remember my buddy was watching. We were, I was watching. I love Breaking Bad too. And my buddy oh, was like, oh, "Wait till you get to see." Yeah, right. He would. He'd be like, "Wait till you get to season three or whatever it was, where Bill Burr and Lavelle Crawford were in." And I go, "Oh, does it ruin it though? Does it like take you out of it because you know them?" And he's like, "No, they're great." And I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. They are. They were great." You know, and that's uh, that's a that's a Bill Burr. He he's actually. I've been doing comedy for. 13 14 years he's the one comic who i i've never met but like when i see him i like kind of cowardly away like is he approachable is he like easy to talk to yes but he also is a little bit like um i'm sure he's a little bit like he is on stage you know like he's yeah. you know like like uh yeah. i remember one time I, I, I was at the comedy magic club and uh and I loved how his one of his bits just ended so perfectly. It was so nice. Like it was about a monkey and something. And and uh, and I asked him. I said, uh, you know, I go, hey, did you change the ending so the audience would be like happy, like it was a happy ending? And he looked at me like, why would I do that? No. <laughs> That's what happened. And I was just like, oh, sorry. I just, you know what I mean? I felt, I felt kind of stupid to be honest with you. I was like, damn it, why? Oh, I'm so stupid. You know, like, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like. I, 
Yeah, I didn't mean it in any kind of insult at all. It was more like, hey, so, uh, you know, I noticed at the end, the monkey gets, you know, and the crowd cheers. And I'm just like, yeah, so in other words, um, yeah, he's, he's really cool, but then you you do, you do might get that, uh, that Boston kind of like, you know. Vibe, yeah. Well, because yeah. he, he's doing an outdoor show in Huntington Beach on Friday, and I was going to go check it out, you know. And see if I could actually have the balls to meet him, but uh, he, like yeah, I he's, said, he's been one of those guys who I've just been too scared to introduce myself to. Yeah, man, that's I know it's it's I need tough. Darren Carter to come with me. <laughs> hey, I know, right? It's like remember the first, I remember I, I I got nervous the first time I met Robin Williams, and I just it was in San Francisco, and it was it was outside of the Holy City Zoo, and all I could talk about was the fog and how cold it was, you know. <laughs> Because he was right outside the doorway, right? Yeah. And uh, like, Robin Williams is right outside the door because he came in and he went out. And I went out there and I go, I, I just go, wow, it's it's uh, it's cold out here. And he goes, oh, <laughs> it is, it's cold, it's cold, ooh, ooh, it's cold. And then and then I go, yeah, I'm going to go back inside. Well, Darren, where can the folks at home follow you? Oh, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I just got a huge deal of Spotify. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. And um, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, Darren Carter, I'm on YouTube and I have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe or at least check out some of the stuff. See if you like it. Darren Carter on YouTube. I put up videos almost every other day. And my podcast is on there. And also everywhere you listen to podcasts, it's called Pocket Party. Darren Carter Pocket Party Podcast. And I'm on Instagram. You can't miss me. Carter, I'm out there. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing it, man. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Uh, you know, uh, I wish it was in person, but Zoom is great as well. And I love you very much. And thank, thank you. you. When, it, when, it, when it goes to in person, are you is it is it audio only or is, are you going to do camera? I mean, what, what did you do pandemic? <laughs> We, we just we we promote the audio just uh in person you know it, usually we go out to dinner after and we just continue this off the air you know so what i'm saying is like like let's say a year and a half ago how did you do it did you do was it on camera or not on camera it wasn't on camera it was at a studio and uh we just uh did it to the airwaves and you know? oh that's cool so it was it was audio only yeah because i had jamie kennedy on mine and um and, and I think he was a little disappointed at the because it wasn't on camera. He's like, "Oh, where's the cameras?" And I was like, "I was like, you know, I was he like, said the same thing to us, didn't he, Alan?" I think so. Yeah. That's funny because yeah, people like the camera. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, and this is it's like next level because podcasts used to just be audio only, and then yeah. other people started getting YouTube clips and YouTube, and then you know, so yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure – I mean, I guess I could put a camera and then my guests could, like, give me just one shot, right? Like, where we're just, like – you know what I mean? Like, the camera's there, and then I'm just like, so, you know, like, this, like, just like, so, what was it like meeting Gallagher? <laughs> <laughs> we're on camera, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Darren, it was fun, man. I appreciate it. And – uh Stay safe, and we'll we'll see you on the road, man. We'll see you when we we cross paths again. Thank you. Likewise. Man.
Thank you so much. I hope this gets a million downloads and uh, I wish you guys a lot of success and please have me back on. I'd love to do it. Oh, anytime. You're always yeah. welcome, pal. Your family, cool. Thank your you. Razor Riffs family. That's right. Ooh, ooh. All right, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye, Darren. Too, Darren. All, All right. Bye. <laughs> that was a great show, guys. Uh, wow. Darren Carter, the party starter. That was great. Alan Lee, we're wow. about to head out. You got any last second time. things to tell the folks? Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm going to, now that COVID is gone, I'm going to be roaming uh, Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, uh, trying to check out some of the rooms that uh, have appeared. I think, I think Darren's still here trying to sign off. <laughs> well, come on back, come back, Darren. Help me <laughs> in trouble already. Well, they, uh, <laughs> it was a great show, guys. Follow Darren yeah, Carter on social media. And uh, subscribe, rate, review to Raise the Riffs. And Alan, we'll see you next week, buddy. They all t you, well, I'll be here. All right. That's for sure. Great. You're listening to Raise the Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it and we'll rift with you again soon.